Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Norwegian cancel Caribbean cruise mid-voyage due to COVID-19. American Group and Trinidad and Tobago firm take over Exxon's multi-million dollar waste management contracts in Guyana. Dominica issues two contracts for a continuation of geothermal plant. Jamaica arrests ex-Haitian senators sought and leaders slain. Haitian PM plans to hold election next year. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, January 17th. We start our report today with a look at Caribbean cruises. Antigua Newsroom reports that Norwegian Cruise Line canceled its Caribbean trip mid-voyage due to COVID-19. The Norwegian Gen was on a 10-day sail, but it was canceled and the ship docked in Phillipsburg, St. Martin. Travelers will remain on sea until the ship returns to New York. As we continue to navigate the fluid public health environment while focusing on delivering a safe experience for all on board, we made the difficult decision to cancel Norwegian Gems' current Caribbean sailing due to COVID-related circumstances, a spokesperson of Norwegian Cruise Line said. According to the Cruise Industry News, all passengers on the Gem will receive a full refund. The pandemic has caused a wave of setbacks for the cruise industry. Earlier this month, Norwegian canceled numerous voyages because of ongoing travel restrictions. A 12-day trip on the Norwegian Pearl was also cut short because of circumstances related to the COVID-19, the cruise line said. Royal Caribbean also has called off its spectrum of the sea's cruises. That was set to leave January 6 after nine passengers on an earlier sailing were exposed to COVID. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention in the United States has warned that cruising right now carries a risk of getting and spreading the virus, regardless of vaccination status. Crider News reports that due to the limited number of Guyanese service providers of hazardous and non-hazardous waste management, Tiger Rental, U.S.-based energy rental and service company, with its subsidiaries in Guyana and Trinidad, have been dominating the majority of Exxon's multi-million dollar waste management contracts. Also getting a piece of the pie are five Trinidadian firms, Oil Mop, EnviroCare, CampQuip, Tiger Tanks, Kagawamas Shore Base. This is outlined in Exxon's Comprehensive Waste Management Plan submitted to Guyana's Environmental Protection Agency last year. The document was prepared by the American multinational in keeping with the requirements of the Paraya Environmental Permit that demanded the same be done. According to the document, waste received from offshore are managed at Tiger Rental Guyana and Sustainable Environment Solutions, Guyana Inc., which was formed in 2020 by Guyana Shorebase Inc. after being awarded a long-term contract by ExxonMobil. This award covers the management of hazardous waste, non-hazardous waste, and the treatment of drill cuttings. The company, which was launched officially in April 2021, comprises of Geico Construction, General Services Incorporated, and Corena Group, which operates as Geico Corena Environmental Services and the Guyana Shore Base Incorporated. 
The Comprehensive Waste Management Plan states that both Tiger Rentals and SES have a design processing capacity sufficient to treat and store hazardous wastes. Even as these companies continue to dominate the contracts for waste management, it is important to know that the local content law makes no provision for there to be technology transfers to locals to build their capacity and eventually dominate this aspect of the industry. The Comprehensive Waste Management Plan is a cradle-to-grave document based on a holistic review of ExxonMobil's subsidiary and Straybrock operator SO Exploration and Production Guyana Limited. Limited's maturing waste management process first developed in 2015 for first discovery well. The Comprehensive Waste Management Plan was developed pursuant to Section 5 of the Pariah Development Project Environmental Permit and the Cradle to Grave Waste Analysis Study approved by the Environmental Protection Agency of Guyana on September 13, 2021. Numerous topics from the Waste Analysis Study are integrated within the plan. ExxonMobil was keen to note that its subsidiary, SO Exploration and Production Guyana Limited uses a waste tracking system that allows for the tracking of the waste from initial generation through final disposal, discharge, reuse, and recycling. The information included in the manifest is maintained in a database, and ESO Exploration and Production Guyana Limited also requires that its third-party waste management facilities use a similar tracking database to show the storage, processing, and ultimate discharge, disposal, reuse, or recycling of the waste. SO Exploration and Production Guyana Limited then compiles and reports this information to the EPA as part of its waste summary in the annual environmental report. ABC News reports that Haitian National Police on Saturday said that a former Haitian senator who is a prominent suspect in the July 7 killing of President Jovenel Moise has been arrested in Jamaica. Police spokesman Gary DeRossier told the Associated Press that John Joel Joseph is in custody. No further information was made immediately available. Meanwhile, Jamaican Police Superintendent Stephanie Lindsay told the Associated Press that other people were arrested along with Joseph and that authorities were trying to determine whether they are family members. She said they were arrested before dawn on Saturday and declined to share other details. Joseph is a Haitian politician and opponent of Ted Kale Party that Moise belonged to. A still unreleased police report obtained by the Associated Press quoted various sources as saying Joseph had several links to the attack with at least one identifying him among the leaders of it. The sources said Joseph paid in cash for rental cars used by the attackers and had met with other suspects ahead of the killing, including Christian Emmanuel Sanon, a Haitian businessman and evangelical pastor who had expressed desire to lead his country. Associates have suggested that Sanon was duped by the true mastermind of the assassination. He was arrested shortly after the killing. The report also stated that the former Senator introduced another suspect to Joseph Badio 
an alleged leader of the plot who previously worked for the Haiti's Ministry of Justice and Government's Anti-Corruption Unit until he was fired. It's not immediately clear where the former Haitian senator arrested in Jamaica will be taken. John Joel Joseph is the second suspect to be arrested in Jamaica. In late October, Jamaican authorities arrested former Colombian soldier Mario Antonio Palacio, whom U.S. officials had interviewed while he was in hiding. Palacio was recently extradited to the United States and was awaiting a court hearing after being charged with conspiracy to commit murder or kidnapping outside the United States and with providing material support resulting in death, knowing or intending that such material support would be used to prepare for or carry out the conspiracy to kill or kidnap. More than 40 people, including 18 former Colombian soldiers, have been arrested in the killing of Moise, who was shot several times at his private residence in an attack that also injured his wife. The Associated Press reports that Haiti's prime minister said that he plans to hold a referendum to modify the country's constitution by February, and he hopes to organize presidential and legislative elections early next year. In an interview with the Associated Press at his official residence, Ariel Henry dismissed opponents who accused him of wanting to stay in power and said that mistrust is one of the biggest challenges he faces. The referendum is a priority, Henry said, because the current constitution is rejected by a majority of political figures and civil society leaders. He said an electoral council that will be responsible for setting dates has yet to be named after he recently dissolved the previous provisional council. The election must be held as soon as possible, he said, as he lamented the lack of trust among Haitians. Just hours after he spoke, members of the provisional council that Henry dissolved issued a statement saying they planned to contest the prime minister's action and accused him of violating Haitian law because only a president has power to dismiss them. The council added that it will continue to work on organizing the upcoming elections. The Sinkitz Nevis Observer reported on Friday that Martinique recorded an explosion of new COVID-19 cases with 2,235 new confirmed cases recorded in 24 hours. According to Agency Regionale de Santé, ARS, there were 112 hospitalizations and 35 patients in critical condition. The total number of deaths since the start of the epidemic is 805. The French Caribbean island since March 2020 has recorded 65,380 confirmed cases. On Wednesday of last week, the Pan-American Health Organization during its COVID-19 briefing said 42 countries and territories in all sub-regions of the Americas, including the Caribbean, have detected the Omicron variant. It was also noted that the Caribbean, Puerto Rico, and the Dominican Republic are reporting the highest numbers of new infections, although other islands like Jamaica, Aruba, Curaçao, and Martinique are also seeing significant jumps in COVID-19 cases. 
Dominica News Online reports that the government of Dominica will issue two contracts for the continuation of the construction of a geothermal plant in Dominica with assistance from the United Kingdom and the World Bank. Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt made the announcement last week at the welcoming ceremony for the British High Commissioner to Dominica, His Excellency Scott Furzendon Wood. His stay in Dominica started from January 10th and lasted until January 14th. We have issued one contract for a phase of the project. This has been going on since last year. There are two additional contracts which are about to be issued. There were some administrative issues we had to address with the World Bank. And this has been basically set aside, and I believe in the next couple weeks or so, then I should be in a position to give the go-ahead for these two contracts, the Prime Minister stated. He revealed that the government has to redefine the project because when going out to tender, all of the bids came out way beyond the funds they had for the project. He said that while it's been costly, the government has maintained its realization of the importance of this project together with a coalition of partners, including the UK government and the World Bank, which he stated have been very gracious with their support in terms of provision of financial and technical support and the literal holding of hands through the process. The Prime Minister stated that this venture would place Dominica in a better position to reduce the use of fossil fuel in the country and enhance its resilience agenda by utilizing the resources on the island to generate energy. Scarrett recalled that since Hurricane Maria, when 226% of Dominica's GDP was affected, the UK has provided moral support to Dominica in addition to 10 million US dollars they donated. For us, it is not only about financial support, it's also about the genuine care and concern which the UK government continues to bestow on our country, which is very important, the Prime Minister stated. Amico Hoops reports that starting Wednesday, January 19, quick COVID-19 tests can be ordered in Puerto Rico for delivery. The federal government of the United States has created a website to request four quick diagnostic tests for free. U.S. President Joe Biden's administration has stated that covidtest.gov will be processed on Wednesday and will take 7 to 12 days to arrive. According to the White House, sending tests to non-continental states and territories will be done by priority mail. Biden announced Thursday that the federal government will receive another 500 million trials in addition to 500 million trials he announced in December. He also said the federal government would announce a plan to send quality masks to homes next week. The U.S. federal government recently ordered private health insurance companies to insure up to eight home trials per person per month under the plan. Bloodhorse.com reports the Puerto Rico Gaming Commission approved an order December 28 creating a new set of criteria for how Thorbred racehorses must be transported to the island on cargo boats with the goal of having them ship in a safer and more humane manner. Anyone who fails to follow the new regulations will be denied access to the Camarero racetrack 
prohibited from registering the shipped horses in Puerto Rico and could be fined $2,500 for each horse shipped in a manner violating the new rules. Owners who repeatedly violate the regulations risk having their racing license revoked, according to the order. The new rules, which go into effect in March, were hailed by some as a desperately needed overhaul of a practice long considered inhumane, while others saw unnecessary government intrusion that will unfairly hurt racehorse owners who aren't among the industry's wealthiest players. Puerto Rican racehorse owners have been shipping horses for about 20 years. Beginning in the early 2000s, Tote Marine out of Jacksonville, Florida, began allowing the shipping of horses in modified cargo containers. Puerto Rican owners and agents gravitated toward the sea route instead of shipping by plane to save money. An owner spends $1,400 per horse to ship by cargo versus $2,500 to $3,000 to ship by air. Shipping by cargo boat came under scrutiny after an April 2019 incident in which eight horses died while in transit and one had to be euthanized at the port in Puerto Rico. All organizations involved in racing in Puerto Rico are required to notify their members about the new guidelines. Anyone shipping racehorses to the island by boat are required to notify the Gaming Commission in writing when the shipment will arrive at the port at the Camarero so commissioned veterinarians can inspect the horses. The commission also reserved the right to inspect the shipping containers at any time. And finally, as we observe Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, a federal holiday in the United States, I leave you with some of his quotes. In the end, we must remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. We must learn to live together as brothers or perish together as fools. And the time is always right to do what is right. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, January 17th. I'm Keisha Wallace, thanking you for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news right here Monday through Friday. Be sure to spread the word to family, friends, and associates. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.